Hey, what's up? This is Johnny McBee, and you're listening to the Burn This World podcast. Here with Lee from Funeral Portrait. How you doing? I'm great. Just chilling. Uh, it's actually not too, too cold today, you know, for us Georgians. So <laughs> yeah, you're in Atlanta. It's, it's pretty yep. been nice here in Texas for the past couple, couple days, but did you guys get snow over there in Atlanta? Um, we did in early January, mm-hmm. but this last time, that crazy one last yeah. week or whatever, thank God we didn't. <laughs> we got it down here and yeah, people in the South don't know how to deal with it. Oh my God. It's horrible. Literally, um, a few years ago, maybe five years ago, we had that one and it, and it was crazy because we, it like was literally an inch of snow and it (laughs) shut down our city for like three days. People were like stuck in their cars. Like I think like two or three people died just because they like couldn't get out of their cars and Mm -hmm. like walk home or whatever. It was, it was wild. It was, it was like the cities aren't set up to deal with it. Like they don't have the salt trucks. They don't have anything like that. No, because we can't spend that cash on something that happens every five to 10 years. I mean, I think they did because this year I will say it it snowed basically the same amount and they, I guess they have double the amount of salt trucks, double the amount of plows now just because they didn't want to, you know, they don't want to hear the backlash. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that sucks big time. The same thing with the last year in February in Texas. They, like, lost their whole power grid because all the, oh everything froze and shut down. So we yeah, heard— I remember that. Yeah, we heard it was—because we're in Texas full-time right now, and we so heard awesome. snowstorm coming, and I was like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> but everything was good. But luckily, like yeah. you said, you're, you're in an RV. Yeah. So, so that's kind of good because, you know, right. you can at least— as long as you've got, you know, diesel, um, I'm get or gas. I don't know if it's it's whatever, mm-hmm. but um, have a generator. You know, you can you can have your generator going. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we were we were comfortable in it, and we just upgraded. We got like an all seasons one because they sell ones that are only three seasons. But we we went all out and got a all seasons one. So I mean, it was like 75 degrees in the camper, and it was like, but it only gets down to like 20 degrees here in the coldest. So. That's much better than Missouri. (laughs) Yeah, that's us too, because, you know, basically the same kind of climate, you know, it depends, you know, the side, you know, Texas can either be like extremely hot on one side and then the other other side, you know, it'll be, you know, like the normal you know, 50 degrees out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's been great here the past couple of days. And I, I was, I'm going to be booking some stuff over in Atlanta here soon. So we're definitely going to get together whenever I do that. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And so uh funeral portrait me, we toured with you guys. I don't even know how Forever long ago. ago. Yeah. I don't know. Forever I, I want to say like eight years, six years ago. I don't know. It was probably seven years, maybe. I don't know. It was one of our first tours we ever did. So, Uh was it? um, Was it in? uh, Was that the Alisana tour? Yeah, it was. uh, Let's see. It was those guys, and then it was capture capture the crown. Yeah, and then it was y'all, and then it was. Conquer Divide. Oh, 
and then and then us. Yeah, so. five band packages. I don't want to do a five band package ever again in my life. <laughs> well, you re- I just remembered that tour was it, that tour was like six weeks long too. Yeah, it was super long. <laughs> it was, but it's so funny because I still talk to almost everybody still from that tour. Yeah. Like there's very few people, mainly Alisana is like the only people that I really don't talk to anymore, mm-hmm. but that's not even because of that. It's just cause of like label crap. You right. Know, cause you can't mix business and pleasure. So yeah. Cause you guys were assigned to the label that Alisana or the main dude from Alisana ran, right? Yeah. Sean. Yep. Yep. But and are you was- still signed with them or, um, no. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Um, for us, it's one of those things that, again, we mixed business and pleasure way yeah. too much. You know, we became really close with those guys, and which was awesome because they always brought us out on the road. And, and during that time, they still had a draw. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the tours, the tours that we did was like, those were great tours. And it kickstarted our life as a band um because those were the first three tours that we did were alisana tours and um it was awesome you know we gained a lot of super fans that way um because you know we were very similar at the time to them you know our sound and it was great but But it becomes an issue and that's the only option is the tour with them exactly and that's where things got a little tricky because we started wanting to change at least the version that that band was. Cause I, I like to think of our band, especially now two different versions. I'm, I'm sure as you hear the new stuff, it does, it sounds nothing like the old stuff. It does not. And yeah. And so we like with those original members and everything wanted to go in a different direction. Um, and it kind of the label as in Alisana's label, uh, revival, they just wanted to, keep us this dark, like theatrical as, as close as Alisana as we would go, you know, because they had, uh, the market share of that, you yeah. know, every Alisana super fan knew revival and they could easily sell these bands to Alisana fans. And that was the problem is that once you get those fans, it wasn't growing anymore because you plateau. Alisana has yeah, well, Alisana as a band wasn't growing. You know what yeah. I mean? There was nothing more. So once we did three Alisana tours, you're just kind of like, uh, well, now what? You know? And that yeah. was the problem. There was there was nothing else. There was nothing more. So now working thanks. with um, working with a label that's owned by a band essentially, because um, one of my biggest problems in the music industry is a lot of industry people, quote unquote are not people that like lived the life or was in a band. So they didn't understand a lot of the daily struggles or daily stuff that bands go through. Did you experience that working with a label that was band dudes? Was it a better experience or was there issues? The fact that it was band dudes as opposed to industry dudes. So I think it's it's both kind of i think cuz now we've we kind of had uh, a little bit of both cuz we just and i'll i'll explain it a little bit later of of our newest adventure but uh but basically i think at first it was awesome because they were very hands on in the uh creative department and they also knew what to do kind of you know yeah it was a little outdated just because of um it was a little outdated because they blew up on MySpace. 
You know, yeah. like they were like a MySpace band. And yeah, they did uh, incredible stuff after MySpace, but MySpace doesn't exist anymore. I mean, Facebook ads in general don't exist. You know, like there's so many things that are so different now than back then that it's like it just doesn't work. So I I think at first it was incredible that they understood the struggle, you know, and they knew what it took. And luckily us as a band, we're ready to do it. I mean, we did so many random tours. Like we toured of like that band Bermuda. I don't know if you remember them. We toured like, of Bermuda like that. too. Yeah. Like, Wait, were you on a tour with the- us? What was that? Were you on a tour with us with Bermuda? No, okay. no. It was like after y'all turned toured with them. It was like their headliner. Yeah, or but why would and, and why like, would you tour with a band that sounds like that? They're like heavy gent kind of core. Yeah, they're, they're not even like y'all. Where like it kind of makes sense because you guys have like this kind of cool, almost like theatrical thing that yeah. that's like because of the 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 sense and all that it kind of works. But it's like with them, it was just like it was like the only tour that. At, our, you know, the agent at the time, our agent at the time could like get us. And we were just the type of band that would just take anything. But looking back, I don't think we should have done that tour. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, like we definitely should have just been like, and I think going forward, we're being a little bit more choosy since the um, pandemic. But before that, we were just so hungry. And at the time, that was the only way to successfully blow up your band was to just tour constantly. Yeah. And you know, because you're saying a lot of things right now that I talk about all the time. And so it's, it's, it's interesting. Your growth has been very similar to my growth with the Browning of grinding, doing everything possible to make it happen, work with whoever you possibly can. And one thing about what you're doing right now is I do think that you've modernized properly and how to run a band. And I've actually talked about it on like three podcasts with a guest about how you're running your stuff. Um, and I think it is the proper way you're supposed to do it nowadays. And, uh, and going back to what you said about Alison being very old school, that's kind of like, and as far as how to quote unquote, make it, I feel that a hundred percent because all these labels, everyone, um, is stuck in this way of how things are supposed to have been done. And that is completely irrelevant now. Like, uh, I'm kind of in the same boat with my label right now. They, they're an old, they're a, a metal label that is part of what, universal. What label are you on again? I'm on spine farm. Uh, and oh, they're, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. a subsidiary for universal. And so everything's done yep. like by the freaking book, but that book, doesn't matter now, you know, Yep. things have been rewritten. And so like, there is whenever no it comes, book. yeah, exactly. Because it has to be figured out now that there's no album sales, there's, you know, touring isn't the, the necessity for promotion anymore. Uh, that used to be the only way to promote. And so working with guys like Alisana, like they're good dudes, but the way that they made it more than likely is not going to work for anybody in the modern world at all. You know, (laughs) and so um, I think that so you think that because they had their success in the way that they had it, they were just trying to apply that to other people and it wasn't necessarily working. Yes. And I think I think that's it is that they I think they thought that because Alisana got popular this way, that every band is going to get popular that way, you know, and and. I do agree that our 
you know, this is something that I talk about all the time. We we basically have been through this revolving like member lineup change yeah. until the last like four years, five years. Um, I guess it's been like four years really. But basically when we first started this band, I was, I was like younger, you know, of course I ever, you know, you're younger when you, yeah, but, <laughs> but literally I just wanted to do it, you know, and yeah. everybody in the band, we just wanted to do it. And I think everyone thought that if we did a few tours, we'd blow up and be successful and everything's going to be crazy, you know, but the problem was, is we didn't know who we were, you yeah. know? And I think that at the, at the end of the day is the biggest problem that most bands have, which I think from day one, I think y'all, you know, every record, it doesn't sound the same, but it sounds like the same band. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it's because you saw this vision and this image of what you wanted your project to be. And you've just completed that over the years. And it's, and it's awesome. It's great to see that you can still release a record and have these fans after so many years to just follow you and keep going. Mm -hmm. And I know your member lineup has changed, like live member lineup has changed yeah. throughout the years. Um, and they kind of the same thing for us is, you know, we went and did that EP and it was like kind of successful, you know, it was getting us places. And then we did a record that just did horribly. And, it, and I really think it was because we did such a drastic change in our sound that the fans that we had just gained, because we released it maybe a year and a half after being a band. Like it was, it was pretty fast, maybe two years, you know? So yeah. we did the EP and then we went straight into the record and then it was like, oh wait, the record's not taking off and exploding. All the other guys were just kind of like, well, we kind of just want to do different things. And so they all left and it was like, well, now I've got to like figure out what I'm going to do. And so I've taken the last few years to just really focus on like, what is the next step, you know? And, and of course everything was supposed to roll out right before the pandemic. And then it was like, oh crap. Time for, now what? for two years. Like, <laughs> yep. yeah. And definitely, I think now did with your, with your member changes, did there come like a sound change because of that? Or were you trying to do a sound change already? Um, so I think that was a big reason we split the original lineup, yeah. the tour that, that, you know, that when we toured with y'all, those guys, cause I'm literally the only guy left from yeah. that lineup. Um, basically I think the main thing was the, it, we just butted heads too much. I wanted to keep the dark, like, you know, my chemical romance, yeah. like, you know, to mid two thousands emo vibe thing, you know, going and they just really didn't want that. They also didn't grow up with that. You know, I was the only yeah. one that like really grew up like that and, and grew up in the scene that way. They were like super into like proggy stuff or like super like, you know, minimalistic, like, like indie kind of stuff. And that was fine. Um, hence the name, the funeral portrait ap after the Opeth song, you know? So it's yeah. like, it's, it's one of those things that we just butted heads so much. And then finally, once I found our current lineup, I was just like, this is the sound that we've been going for. You yeah. know, this is what, what I've been searching for this whole time. Yeah. And with member changes, like the Browning has been through, I couldn't, I couldn't even name everyone that's been in this band. <laughs> so, uh, the, it, it's very normal, especially, um, in the realm of the only bands you see that have members f the whole time are bands that, have, that freaking get huge. 
you know? Instantly. Yeah, yep. because whenever you're grinding like this and you're doing shows to 20 people, you have the few that are hundreds of people and, you know, the great times, but a lot of people are looking for this instant gratification and touring is very uncomfortable. Um, even your guys setup, you had a pretty comfortable setup with that Mercedes van. I remember that yep. with the bunks, but still it breaks down all the time, but yes, it yeah. is very comfy. <laughs> but the it's, you, this is a different mindset that is required. And so having member changes as a smaller band that's grinding, very normal. I mean, the Browning's very first tour, we did in a Honda Accord with that we put a freaking tra tra trailer hitch on and we blew tires every other day because it's not supposed to pull a trailer. And yeah. like the, the guitarist lasted that one tour. <laughs> you know, because he's like, this yeah. sucks. You know, we were having a good time, but like people aren't necessarily cut out for the grind like that. And um, no. So having having changes like that, I don't see any issue whenever people are swapping out like members, especially in the early days, because the only time members stay is when they're making good money and it's really comfortable. And of like, course. and so um, with your guys style, like. I always liked that you had um, this this theatrical vibe, and also your voice is very theatrical. Um, there's just it's different than just hearing someone singing. There's more to your voice specifically, in uh, your cadence and your the tone that you're using, and so it needs a theatrical thing. And you're also a very eccentric person too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it kind of comes it's a full package. When you, yeah. when you when you deal with me it's a, it's a full gigantic package. Yeah, definitely. And so it only makes sense that you would have that the theme, the, the the thematics, all of that kind of stuff tied in with the music. And really, I've always viewed you as like the visionary of what's going on with the band and um with Everything like you said that Alisana took part in um, some of the creative aspects initially, um, like with the label. I've never personally been involved with a label that like took part creatively, um, and maybe it's just because they were musicians that they actually took part in some creative aspects. Was that like design or actual music or like what were um, they? So at first, it was actually the first EP. It was a little bit of everything because we actually recorded the record with Sean from Alicena. Mm. So he um, had a studio at the time because that's kind of how it all happened is we were just like a local band and before we were even called the funeral portrait, it was called Cosmoscope. And um, we, uh, what was it? We went to Sean like showed him demos at some, I don't know how, Some somehow we got in touch with Sean and then showed him demos for new songs. He was like, hey, you guys should come record with me. And we were like, oh, hell yeah. Like Sean from Alisana wants to produce our, our EP. Hell yeah. So we did all of that, right? And we paid for it ourselves. Now put that in your brain, right? We paid, paid him and his engineer, you know, a, a lot of money to go record five songs, six songs, right? And then uh, after our whole two weeks of being there, he's like, Hey, I want to sign you to my label. And we were like, Oh, 
this is awesome. This is a dream come true, you know, in 2014, you know, it was like, oh my God, this is incredible. We're signing to a label, you know, like all this stuff. And then, you know, get into the nitty gritty of everything. And, you know, we paid for the, we paid for the record ourselves, you know, we paid for that. And so it was kind of just like, okay, you know, what are we really paying for here? Which at the end of the day, again, when, you know, they did a lot when it came for like the CD artwork and like all these things, like they, they were kind of in control over a lot of it. And I was at first, I was like super into it because I was like, oh my God, it's Sean from Alisana. You know what I mean? I was still like, you know, I was still like, oh my God, like this guy's done so much. He knows what to do, you know? And then when it came to doing the full length, it was like, oh no, like, you know, we want to do this our way. So finally, like they kind of gave us the go ahead, but we had to pay again. We had to pay for everything ourselves. On the second record? Yeah. Like where (laughs) in our contract, it said that they were supposed to pay for all this stuff. They were kind of going through a little bit of uh, change, I think with their distributor. So at the time they didn't even have a distributor. They weren't like with the orchard. They weren't with uh, whoever, you know, I don't even know who they're with now, but like they were going from this like one distributor to like another. And it was like during, of course it was like a whole year of nothing. So we were like, well now what? So basically they were like, well, you guys can go and like record your record yourselves and do all this stuff, pay for it yourself. And we'll just put it out. And we were just like, Oh, okay. (laughs) I I guess, I guess we will, you know, like, I guess that's a, I guess that's a thing. So, because again, you know, at the time we were still at that stage of being like, Oh, well it's Sean from Alisana, you know, and we were were recording with him. Um, so the second time we didn't, so the second one we recorded, um, here in Atlanta at that studio glow in the dark, uh, they did like a bunch of under oath stuff and throughout the years, like just a lot of like those kind of records. So we were like, Oh hell yeah. Like we got to go do it with this guy. And we paid the money ourselves. We paid for everything ourselves. And again, never saw a check. Um, were they, were they doing were they printing CDs for you? Were they? Front- they did. So this was. This is. I will say they gave us a few CDs for free, kind of to, because uh, you know you have to pay like five dollars a CD or two dollars yeah. fifty cents for an EP, whatever it is. So they gave us a like a few boxes of CDs for free, like a hundred CDs just, like, or something. Yeah, to be like, oh, you guys would have owed us $5,000 for that, you know? And (laughs) it's like, okay, but we spent like 10 Gs on this record, you know, which is super nothing, you know? Spending $10,000 on a record is like nothing now. Um, Were they putting money into advertisements or? A little, but nothing. Like, it it was one of those things that it was, at the time, it was, it was like, pretty shot you know and and so we eventually saw that and eventually i like hit them with the whole like hey we want to leave the label like we're so done with this yeah. you know and and i was like i was like this isn't growing nothing is happening and like we just didn't get along with a lot of the people that like sean was hiring we weren't really getting along with sean it was just a lot of that yeah. and so we just kind of decided hey let's do something else you know so we came to an agreement of literally them keeping a hundred percent of the royalties for the EP and the record because it was either, they literally just said that that's the only way to get off. And I was just like, 
sure, whatever. Like it's either the band dies here, like on this label and like, we won't make money anyways, because like every time that I asked for like a, like a, Hey, how much money have y'all spent on the band? You know, like all those questions, they would just like make up fake numbers and no receipts and everything. And it it just kind of became this whole thing of like, he said, she said, and I agree. Listen, man, if it wasn't for Sean and Alisana and revival, we would not be where we are today. Not saying that we're like a massive band at all, but this band would have just been a local band forever. And motivated I, I think, you. yes, it motivated me to be like, I can do this. Right. I know that I can do this. You know, hopefully one day down the line, it won't be, you know, I won't be struggling for money or anything, but for now it's like, since those days, I've just been like, you know, we've got this, we can do this, you know, yep. and I, I say that to anybody. I've been asked multiple times, Hey, why'd you guys leave revival or Hey, should I sign my band to revival? They're interested in us. And I say, do it, do it, do it because anything to push you in the right direction and to just expand yourself, it's, it's, it's just so much better. It's, it's, it's one of those things that it, it gives you that extra push. And I will say uh, revival is doing some awesome things. Now I don't care really about whatever's happening with them and I don't know anything, but I will say they have some cool bands and they've, it seems like they're putting money into those bands because those bands are doing some cool things, you know, yep. and some of their bands got picked up by fearless or other labels, you know, the uh, thriller records, you know, and stuff like that. And, yep. but I agree that if, if it wasn't for revival, TFP would never have been. And yeah. also I wouldn't probably be still doing this or, you know, who knows, maybe we would have gotten picked up by a different label, but I, I doubt it just because it was 2014 and it was just such a different time than it is now. Yeah. And I mean, there's, <clears throat> it, it sounds like a kind of a similar situation with, with my original label as well. And the thing is like, whenever you're first starting crap like this and someone is at least seeming like they believe in you. It is so like, yes, I'm going to do whatever, you know? And because at the time, like no one knows you and no one really believes in you. And then you have a legitimate company or artist that's like, this is awesome. Then you want to be involved in any way possible. It's just, it's standard, you know? And the problem that I see with the situation you're talking about is they were, musicians they knew how something is supposed to operate um and one one issue like i talked about earlier you know not enough band dudes work in the industry but also one of the issues is band dudes are broke um and (laughs) like if they're running a label it likely is not financially backed by anything besides themselves and there's only certain reasons to even use a label in the modern world it's essentially pointless uh unless you're looking for some very specific things like ad money or something but like back then in 2014 or you know the 2010s 2014s you were very much so looking for a label that was going to pay for your recordings because you couldn't afford it up front and then also front you CDs and stuff for you to sell on tour. And the thing is, they know that that is what a label is supposed to do. 
<laughs> and so actually the very last podcast I had on, uh, uh, Jake from Cowboy Jump Ship, they literally paid for all the recordings up front and then they sold those recordings to a label. That's how it's supposed yeah. to work. <laughs> if the label yep. wants your music, they repay you. They they pay you for your upfront costs, or you at least split it, and then you're even, you know? And yeah. uh, so my problem with the situation you're talking about is they knew that they shouldn't have taken squat for the recordings you paid for. And so that's, that's a little frustrating. It seems like a musician taking advantage of a smaller musician that is a fan, you know, it's like, yeah, that that's, that's definitely how it happened. Cause for us, like, I don't know. I, it's funny because I grew up like with Alisana, like I didn't like that kind of music. I always thought like those bands were always like, whatever just because I, I didn't like grow up listening to metalcore at all like yeah. i listened to you know to the i i literally grew up listening to you know i i think the only metalcore stuff i listened to was like maybe like old avenged um, yeah. a tray you 18 visions bury your dead like that kind of mm-hmm. stuff but like the more scene core stuff i was like ah this isn't for me it was just i saw that opportunity with, with alisana and being like oh my god like this guy believes in me like yeah. this is incredible like i've never had anybody believe in me you know besides my family before yeah. you know really and like at the time we were still doing like well numbers we'd sell out like local shows and things were like great it just was like now is our time to take on the the music business you know and it just it just sucks that it just ended the way it did but i i'm forever thankful for it because now i know what to look out for and that's something that you know moving forward you know with our it's hard because we're we're in such another sticky situation again (laughs) that it's just kind of like yeah i know well it's hilarious Um, because you're you're literally saying exactly everything that i've also gone through and so yes. it's because uh, my first label, they didn't like they actually showed us the books of how much they invested on our second record. They did two hundred dollars in ads like <laughs> I was broke. at the, I was broke at the time and I could have paid that, you know? And, yeah. Like I, you could have like gotten a job for two weeks yeah. you know, and, and paid triple that you know, or yeah. whatever. You know, and, and, like, and I did. I did anything possible to get off what what we ended up doing because I had a lawyer involved. I ended up filing bankruptcy um, to get off the label because the judge in the states ended all contracts to my name, and That's so awesome. Yeah, and but the thing is, it caused a bunch of issues. And that, I was in the same exact thought process as you. I was like, I either need to get off this label, or my band's never going to have a chance ever. And so, yep. bankruptcy affects you for seven years. And uh, it is actually up now. Uh, actually, this month, my bankruptcy has gone. So, woo. Um, wow. But it's, I did everything possible to get off that label. I didn't care what it did to me personally. I just needed my band to have a proper opportunity because that initial label, they knew they were signing me on a deal that stuck me forever. And I was never going to get freaking jack crap out of it, you know? Yep. And so, um, I exact same position whenever like you know you kind of get enticed and then you just are stuck because you don't know better but then like you're saying right now i don't know your current situation but i'm kind of in one too where like my current label they were like oh we'll sign you for we'll pay you forever at the exact same amount that we paid you three albums ago i'm like no (laughs) (laughs) you know and so yeah it's just it's a situation where i feel like 
since they're part of Universal, they don't really care about what I'm doing. And I want to be involved with people that actually have some sort of passion for yes. what I'm creating. And that's that. Oh, my God. Do you saying that is the the biggest like the, it just sparks me because that's our situation right now. Maybe it's standard. Maybe this is everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think what happened. So I, I guess I'll, I'll give you the short. Yeah, what I can actually disclose because um, it's still an ongoing like situation. But basically, in 2019, we released that song "Holy Water." Um, we didn't really have a manager. We had um, a, a young, very aggressive uh, agent that was awesome, and he somehow landed us uh, that incarceration festival. Um, opening up for like shine down and like taking back Sunday, which is like the two kind of bands that like, I think us kind of sound like, cause we have this like emo vibe, but like, we also are kind of like active rock now. So I we was like, gonna, this is like, I was going to say, I, um, Holy water, the biggest vibe I got was shine down. Like if it was oh, comparable, yes, of course. well, we, we kind of, uh, in the studio, we, what we wanted is we were just like, let's write a song that like we've never done before that, sounds, you know, like a theatrical shinedown song, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which there's definitely a lot of those theatrical shinedown songs, but it's like, it's, it's one of those things that we just wanted to see what it would do. And it, again, at the time we had like nothing and we had just somehow landed a tour with that band from ashes to new as well. And that, that kind of was because, um, we knew their newest vocalist. He played in a band that we toured with. And then uh, actually Rob and Homer who are in my band now, the bass player and drummer, they uh, used to be in a band with the new vocalist of from ashes to new. Is so that band legit? Just joined that, band. that band is, it's so hard because I <laughs> <laughs> listen, it's hard, man, because I love those guys and I think they are doing some really cool stuff. I just, I think they got, I just, I think the biggest problem is they got fucked. You know, the stories that they told me, which uh, they, they just had some really bad luck with label situations and, and just a lot of, um, other members leaving, taking money and, and parts of the, you know, just different things, you know? And I, I don't know. It's again, I don't listen to the music because I didn't grow up on like active rock mm. or like it, I didn't, I liked Lincoln park, but that was like it for me. You know, yeah. like I didn't like anything else. And I think their biggest problem with From Ashes to New is they just don't get the opportunity to be them. Yeah. Um, because they are on the label that we then signed to. Yeah. Um, and so it, it kind of has been kind of funky. But so From Ashes to New, we did the tour with them. And during that tour, their manager um, was like, yo, like we've heard great things about you guys. Let's have some calls. So we started talking with... Um, their manager and then Octane picked up our song Holy Water and it started to pop like heavily pop. Um, it got like up to number 10 on their like charts and everything. And then we, it was like being, being like spun all the time for a few, for about two months straight. It was like, it was really going. And we were like, yo, like this is insane. Like this is, it's actually happening. And then we, we picked up, um, our managers, Rick and Dana, um, they are like incredible. Like Rick, Rick literally used to manage like Volby and like, uh, Seether and like 
Aerosmith. Like he's an older guy, of course, but like because most of the like rock guys are. Um, but he he like really cared, and he would just talk to me for like hours. You know, at first, like we would just like talk all the time, and it was great because it was finally nice to have someone big in the industry really back our band and so he got us a deal um with better noise and we signed it and um literally we go we start doing we fly to new york city to talk with the label and to meet with like octane like all this cool stuff happens and then like (laughs) then literally here comes January 2020 and we start to start writing for the record and then we like submit a bunch of songs and then here comes like we start going back and forth about like doing more songs more songs for the record and then the pandemic hit and that's that's basically it (laughs) (laughs) because you guys yeah because you're you're currently it's pretty sparing you've had singles that have come out like like a year apart or right yes because like that was like basically right when we left revival um like we we released our our last song on revival that was called the crash and we were so disappointed in everything that was handled by it you know i think that was kind of like our last straw you know what i mean it was kind of like our if we don't get off of this label we're gonna die here um because we thought that song could go to the rate, could go to radio. We had so many people, like even a radio guy, like reach out to us and be like, Hey, like I can take this to radio for like 10 G's, you know, which is like nothing. Like that's like getting it into like 40 at active rock, you know, that's nothing, but still like, we were still like, okay, well that's not bad. Like can revival pay for this? And like revival was like, no, you know, of course I, I knew exactly. And so like, so we were like, okay, well, we left. So then as soon as we left, we released like another single and then we did um, like another single and then we finally did um, Holy Water, you know, and that's when things started to happen because we, and, and again, that talks about the song, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes it's just a song that will do it. And the mixing, the production and everything wasn't the best because we didn't have the money. You know what I mean? Like we just went to our friends that do like, our songs, you know, like, because I didn't, I wasn't going to mix it myself, you know, like I, I'm even worse than that. So it's just like, we, we, we didn't have the budget. And that was basically where things went is that's why we started to bring in the label and label paid, you know, a lot of money for us to go do a record. And so we start doing a record in the pandemic. And then that's when things get tricky is they start, being hit with the idea of we're not releasing anything until we can. Yeah. And that's a big problem with it's a, it's the wrong conception to have because my label had the same freaking thing. And cause I had, I had my newest album done for like nine months before we released it. And I'm just like sitting there like, I'm like, my fans are freaking blowing me up. Like I was like, let's release Let's release it right now, and then we'll put out a part two or something whenever the touring starts, and we'll do a two-part tour. Yeah, right? like a deluxe, deluxe edition But or at least do like, something right now. But because these labels are so stuck in this old way, no, you have to have a tour to be able to promote because we don't want to put money into online ads and, you know, all this kind of crap. Um it, it sucks that labels are stuck in this way. So they basically did the same thing. Well, we don't know if an album's going to do well during something like this, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's exactly basically what happened is we got stuck with that, especially because we were the newest band there. Yeah. Um, they like 
were like, yo, like halt everything, you know? And, and luckily our manager is incredible and fought really hard to get us at least to finish the record, um, which is awesome. I love the way it sounds. It's, you know, we tracked live drums. We tracked so is the record orchestra. done? It is completed. So we tracked like everything on it is real. All all guitars are real. Yeah. All the drums are real. We have a choir. We've got string players. Like everything because we yeah, want to not take, me. Like, Everything's off. digital. <laughs> I know. Well, that's your band though. But yeah. that's like it, it's that's and for us, we finally like had a budget where we yeah, could do course. like that as well. And so it's like, what else are we going to spend this budget on? Yeah. So, and and so we we did it with this guy Johnny Andrews and Josh Landry. Uh, Josh, he actually he got massive on TikTok. He has almost like yeah. a million followers on TikTok by doing these like covers of. Um, he's like one of those like OG guys that kind of yeah. started with TikTok, kind of when it started blowing up. And he's like awesome. He's doing like his own music now and everything, which is great, and still like producing and. But. Um, but mainly it's it, Johnny Andrews as well. And Johnny like worked with like three days, grace, yeah. uh, hailstorm, motionless and white and stuff. So, and he's it, luckily both of these guys were like based in Atlanta. So we didn't have to travel cause of COVID. And you know, for us, it was just like, we, we also found these two guys like really believed in the project from day one since le- leaving revival. It's always, I'm only working with people that believe in the project. Yeah. For so, sure. You know, for us with Better Noise, it was like, okay, well, we're on this incredible label. So now we're kind of figuring some stuff out. I I don't, it's hard because I think things with them have kind of just kind of ran its course, to be honest. So is, um, is the record going to come out? The record is coming out. I just don't know if it's going to come out on Better Noise. Right. And so. And I'm, there's and an, I'm being honest. Yeah, of course. You know, it, it's. And there's an there's an issue that some labels do, and I'm not saying this is your situation, but I had multiple friends that had this situation with Sumerian, um, where the, the Sumerian paid for this record, you know, ten grand or whatever they paid, and then they got the record, finished the record, and then Sumerian was like, actually, we don't want to put this out, and you need to pay us back for the recording costs. Yes, um, that's. That's basically the situation that we're in. Yeah, um, that's be, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Because basically, it's not because they don't like the record. It's because they literally can't. They have like ten other artists that they have to put out records for before ours. Right. Because all these other artists, like Eve Under Fire or Islander or whoever, because you know, there's basically you know, Fire from the Gods or From Ashes, whoever the heck it is, you know, like they Priority. were there first. Yeah. 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 And so it's like, so basically we kind of came to this of being like, do we stay on this label just because it's a name? Um, or do we find other people that truly believe in this band and will want to release it sooner? And it's nothing against better noise because again, they, they were awesome during all of this. They let us finish the record when they halted other projects. They, they halted a lot of bands projects and they luckily our our manager and everyone else was like super awesome at like making it happen. You know, for us, I will never be like mad at them or anything. If we do, if we get off or whatever, whatever it may be, you know, whatever the, the story may entitle, um, just because they, 
they tried their best with the situation. It, it's COVID, man. Well, like, yeah, like no one knows what it, to do. That's <laughs> the big thing. Is yeah. it just became this? Nobody knows what to do. And and also our A and R guy, the guy that signed us, doesn't even work for the label anymore. Yeah, you know. And and when we met with the new team, they were like super about it, but it just was like not. Again, I think at the end of the day, our vision of what this band is still wasn't. I don't think Better Noise truly understood it, which is fine. Like, it's not, it, we're not trying to be Shine Down. You know what I mean? Like, we're not trying to be like My Chemical Romance. We're not trying to be like anything. We're just trying to be the funeral portrait. And I think the big problem with a lot of these labels or people in the industry is they try to like name other bands to sound like other bands. So, like, you guys have to be like this. You guys have to be like this. You guys have to be like this. And we're like, no, 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 no. Like, that's why, like, if, like, when our record comes out, or f- uh, screw it, I'll, I'll send it to you after we're done with this. You can jam it. Literally, like, it. there's a song, there's like a piano ballad song, you know, but then there's also like these like songs with like those like, with like a breakdown in it and stuff, mm-hmm. you know? It's just like, we're not trying to like be anybody else, you know? And I yeah. think that's finally what the funeral portrait, I, I think that's how we've been so successful over the past year and a half or not even year and a half, basically the past like year, we've, We've just decided, screw it. We're just being us and we're just going to do us. And, you know, on social media, I am just me. And I take our band that way and on TikTok and everywhere else. You know, we've just decided to modernize ourselves and do some covers and do this and do that. Yeah, they haven't like really blown up. We don't have like a million followers or stuff, but it has helped. And it, our numbers, our 60,000 monthly listeners on Spotify has not dipped. Yeah, We have not. Since the pandemic, we have stayed in that fifty-five to sixty thousand monthly listeners, and it has not dipped. And we haven't released anything. Right, we literally haven't released a single thing. You know, and so, well, and that's something that bothers. I'll take that. Yeah, and that those are great numbers. And also, like I've seen your all your stuff on social media, and your social media presence is better than bands that have three hundred thousand. Like, and so, like. I hate that the labels are so focused on this way that you're supposed to do it because there's ways to do it in the modern world. I mean, yep. I, I partially work with this label. They, I do a merch deal with them, but um, not working with them with music. But they um, none of their artists tour. Not a freaking single one of them. It's all basically solo projects that do this like future rock. They're called Fixed. Um, And none of their artists tour. And all of their artists, it's their only job. And so it's like... That's crazy. Because the label focuses 100% on monetization of the music. So they do licensing. They do these great publishing deals. They do all this stuff. There's ways the labels can work. It just requires them to work harder, (laughs) which does not happen. Well, that's, I think that's it is that, you know, it's just like back in the day, it's like, um, the labels owned spots, right? Like at the record store, like a label owned a spot, like on the shelf that they could put, their band on, you know, and yeah. it's just like the radio, the same thing. And better noise is that, that freaking label, which is incredible. That's why we signed to them is because yeah. we, they, they were like, yeah, Holy water is going to be a number one. Like we are going to make Holy water a number one at active rock. And we were like, let's go, you know? And it just, again, it just, everything was all about the record, the record, the record, and not yeah. 
a single or not anything else. And that's where it just got, it is what it is, you know? So what we decided to do is to just <laughs> go out and, and just figure this out ourselves and our team, our managers, and we, we saw, we have an incredible agent too. We have Justin Hirschman at AGI and he's like backing the band still, which is like crazy because when, when you like leave this like massive label, you expect it to like not, you know, to, for, they you expect it to not like other people to follow. And the thing is, is that Better Noise also doesn't have, they don't have a grudge against us. And that's the best thing because we didn't do anything wrong and they didn't do anything wrong. And it's literally the pandemic pushed the record back, 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 and back that now our 60,000 monthly listeners are going to be, 10 by the time that it comes out in three years, you know what I mean? Or whatever it may be. And it's not, again, it's not better noises fault. And it's not any of those guys. Those guys have been in, like I said, incredibly responsive to every email and everything. It's just, I, I will say the A and R guy that that was there, he was very like he didn't like respond a lot of times. Like we would send him demo ideas and it was just like, hello, are you there? Yeah. But that's, that's just, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It is what it is. I'm not mad. I, that's, I think at the end of the day, I, we signed to that deal and things were going great, but it doesn't matter about that. It matters about what's about to happen. Right. And, you know, we have found a company that is like truthfully believing in the band is going to let us kind of do our own thing. And basically just, it's basically just like a distro deal. And, they also have a marketing company that does all of these, like everything is about digital marketing. Yeah. It, nothing at all is about, there's never been one talk about a tour or anything like that because that's not them. Yeah. They don't do that. They literally like, and they have like Grammys and crap. Like, you know what I mean? Like this company is like great. You know what I mean? And some pretty big names, like if you like looked it up on LinkedIn or whatever, but for us, you know, the, the touring and everything will come later. And, you know, we have a great agent and we have a great manager, you know, managers. And so I'm not, I'm not worried because there was definitely time. I mean, I, (laughs) I literally like had this like massive panic attack, like when everything kind of first started happening and like better noise was kind of like, yeah, so, um, you guys are kind of, and I don't want to say dropped because we weren't really dropped. It was just like, Hey, like you guys have to sit like two more years, you know what I mean? And we are just like, we can't do that anymore. It's time to kind of take control and just kind of do our thing. And, and so things went from there and I've never been happier and excited for actually getting to do the funeral portrait the way I've wanted to do the funeral portrait. Yeah. And I mean, I think that the independent side of the music industry there's no better time to do it than right now because like you can get more like more uh views from uh, the quote-unquote marketing by you doing stuff yourself on social media interacting and creating fans that are personally fans of like you and the band's personality than you ever will from a label paying for a magazine slot or whatever it is like so in the modern world 
you don't you don't necessarily need a huge marketing budget besides for pushing the already personal content that you're doing yourself anyways and like yep i think that you're doing it in a way um so you're doing a lot of uh, like you said, covers on TikTok, um, and these little videos, and you get you're getting a lot of interactions and a lot of views. And even if they're not from your songs, you're passively going to get people that are checking out your songs from doing these things. I think that really, and the way that you're doing things right now is the way that it should be done, even if you're on a label. Because um, yep. the thing is, too. The, you know, whenever a label pays, you know, a couple grand for like an ad that really is coming out of what the band's going to get in the end anyway. So like realistically, I would rather be like label, don't spend that two grand and let me recoup faster. And then you can sit there and put more time into the online presence. And so. Yeah. With you putting more time into this online presence like you're doing, so the TikTok videos and, uh, you know, clipping that, using it on Instagram, Facebook stories, all that kind of stuff, like, how, what kind of benefit are you seeing from investing your time into that? So I, I think it's about staying relevant, right? Cause at the end of the day, I, I'm 32. Um, I started a little older, you know what I mean? Like I think the band got signed when we were, when I was like 25, something like that, 26, something like that. So it was like the first show we even played, you know, cause I just never had my shot, you know? And so I think for me, um, I don't know. I think for me, I, see how incredible TikTok has been to so many artists, right? But the problem is a lot of those artists have a hard time coming off of TikTok onto other other things. But the funeral portrait is already doing okay live. We're doing okay on other on other platforms. So why not try and grow on TikTok? Why not try and grow on Instagram or Facebook, whatever it is? So I think for us, we think about um the, a big problem that I've, I have thought of, right. Is, is it lame? Right. Cause I think about that, right. Like, is it corny? Is mm-hmm. it lame? Right. So I try really hard to have a voice of the funeral portrait on our Instagram and on our Facebook of this, like cult kind of religious thing, because it's going to tie into the record. Uh, cause you the call theatric. them, you call your fans followers, right? Yeah, so yeah. our followers, our coffin crew, yeah, um, that's the main one, the coffin crew, you know, and so we have merch that says it and all this, and and it's been incredible. But on TikTok, I've decided to make it more funny videos, more interactive, uh, the covers, you know, stuff like that, because it doesn't really matter. It's TikTok, you know what I mean? It's it's like a silly dance act app, you know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter in the end. It, it just won't, it's not going to deter someone from checking out your band. You yeah. Know, again, and and if so your you're is good. Yeah. If your song is good, it's good. You know, mm-hmm. if your if your content is good, it's good. And that's, that's what TikTok does is if you have a good song, it's going to tell everybody. And if you've got good covers and content and all these other things, it's going to show it to people. Yeah. And essentially and I, what you're, what you're hoping is you're, so you're, you're branding your, the way you're being viewed on the platforms based off of what works on that platform itself. You're not trying to take the, you know, the, the 
overall vibe that you have with the band of this kind of darker, more thematic thing and trying to apply that to TikTok, you're just like, TikTok is goofy and high energy. And so that's what I'm going to be on TikTok. Exactly. At least for now, you know, when we, you know, our next adventure is to bring the show, uh, this darker vibe and image to TikTok um, to see if it, if it works. And so like in our our next adventure with a new team, as in label, et cetera, um, there is a budget in there for content creation. And that's something that's huge for us because we want to create, it's, a, it's like that band Ghost, right? Yep. They are like the kings of it. Like they literally have created this world and you belong in it, you know, and now they're doing arenas, you know, they're, they're literally on tour right now playing arenas yeah. and it's like insane. And so if for us, it's about, that's the next step, you know, is the content creation has to be on brand. Yeah. And I think our brand is not just the dark spooky thing. It's also us because people for some weird reason like me, I, d I don't know why I just am me. And I think that that's, that's another, you know, that I need to go to therapy again for that one. But, <laughs> um, but it's one of those things that it's just like, I, I've always had a problem with being myself until the pandemic because the pandemic one, I really just looked at myself and I was like, I'm not happy with this, 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 and this. Let me do something about it finally, because I finally had time off from touring. Yeah, I had time away from uh, being in a relationship because I had always been that guy that had jumped from relationship, relationship, relationship. So I had a few months of um, just being by myself, you know, because I couldn't hang out with friends as well. You know, I was literally just stuck at my house. So I was like, let me figure out what to do. And I finally found it. And I finally am now capable of being me and being who I am. Well, people so, can, people can sense when someone's being inauthentic, you know? Yes. And I think that's a, that's a success right there. You know, for me, I might, people might not like me and people might not like my covers or might not like my band or might not like the content that I post or the goofy memes that I make or whatever the hell it is, but I am truthfully being me. And at the end of the day, that's, that's all that matters. Yeah. And with the, with the thing of, um, doing your content like branded the same as I, I don't think you would have an issue of doing covers that were more lighthearted. I mean, the because you being a personality, especially being the front man, showing your interests, showing the songs you like, and showing people that you're down to, you know, seeing other people's song and just be passionate about music overall, I think is really important. It's it's not just focused on you. And I mean, do you know the band Slaughter to Prevail? Yeah, of course. Like their singer, like they're super serious and they're freaking heaviest crap. But their singer will do a cover of, you know, 21 Pilots or something. Yep. And they are big because he did that stuff. Like, and his vocals are freaking crazy, and their band is great. Um, yep. But he kept their band relevant by doing these freaking covers that get millions and millions of views on YouTube, but their band is successful because of that. I don't think you would, especially since your music is even more like lighthearted I don't know about lighthearted but you know easy listening I know what you mean it's yeah. not it's not it's not uh 
it's not just deathcore. Yeah, exactly. Like you, your your music is funner than that. So I don't think there would be an issue of you still doing the lighthearted content. I think it just shows who yep. you are. And like people also like the side of like. Look, I talk. You talk about some very serious thing topics in your songs. The lyrics are serious, but you are just like everyone else, and you do have a goofy side too. You know, I I think that there's not an issue with that, and I've seen, um, you know, I've seen your videos, and you can tell that you're having fun with it, and you can you're getting interaction on all the platforms with it, and so it's like, I think it's great. I think it's what you should do in the modern world. But have you incorporated? like your music into the like TikToks and the content creation as well. So we've tried. That's where it's has stopped, right? That's that at the end of the day is the biggest problem that I see with other artists as well. Cause like I, I talked about him before, but the guy that helped produce our newest record, Josh Landry, he, um, he, he started his TikTok originally as sad songs only. Right. And it blew up. He got, He's done, you know, some awesome stuff on there and gotten comments from those artists that, you know, Papa Roach to to Underove to Shine Down to Bad Flower to to all these awesome bands yeah. that we all enjoy. Um and it's, you know, like I said, almost a million followers, but he just recently switched it over to his artist page kind of and it's not kind of taking off. And it's not a bad song either. That's the thing is because you would be like, oh, well, it's just a bad song. So nobody cares. But it's not. It's like a great song. I like thoroughly enjoy it. And I know other people that I've sent it to or other people have listened to it. I think it's a great song. It's because the problem is with TikTok is once it decides what you are, it takes a long time to get out of that. So he was doing cover metal core or he was doing these like. Uh, he was doing covers of metalcore songs, basically, right? Yeah. Like, or emo songs. And so what it does now is it's like, well, if it's not one of those, I'm not going to show it to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> so that's been our problem is we kind of do a little bit of everything on ours. So it doesn't have a moment to be like, I'm going to show people that like original new music. So going forward, when it's time to release new music a week or two beforehand, it's just going to be us pushing, making content and doing whatever it is on TikTok, on Instagram. Cause it, it, what's happening on Instagram is the same of TikTok and Facebook. So they all yeah. use basically the same algorithm. So TikToks is just a little bit more wilder. Um, because it's very fast content yeah, and you don't have to follow people to like see stuff. So, um, but the main thing is, is what we're going to do is we're going to take those two weeks to really push a new song is coming. A new song is coming. Listen to it. Even if those videos get like 10 views, you know, the, the, I, our normal, like our small videos are like 400, you know, 400 views for us. What that is, is it's at least going to tell the algorithm. Okay. Well, this page now is about original music original music. So we're just going to keep pushing it that way. And and like I said, I I think this new company that we're going to be working with is all about digital marketing. That's all they care about. They care about, you know, hitting up some influencers, you know, some of the alt influencers and be like, Hey, could y'all use this sound of this new band or, or this new song in your, uh, post, you know what I mean? In your content. And that's the same thing. It's going to be for Instagrammers, you know, um, and for TikTokers, you know, is that we're going to hit up all these people and be like, Hey, um, 
here's a few hundred dollars, you know, can you use this song for a few times, you know? And that's, that's, I think where we are going to see the most, the most success because I see, um, you know, there was a band just recently throughout the last year and a half, two years, they're called mother mother. And they were a, a band. They were big in like Canada. And that was basically it. Cause I saw them like five years ago in Atlanta and they played to like 30 people. Like, I'm not even joking. Maybe a hundred, maybe a hundred tops like was there. You know what I mean? And literally now they're going around selling out house of blueses. Like they're doing a tour this year that is selling out house of blueses in like two year different, three year yeah. difference because the alt side of TikTok took their song Hayloft and just put it on all of their videos. It went total viral, like millions of videos used it. So, and people like they discovered that song through that way. So, you know, with that, theirs was definitely organic, you know, because they just had some fans that were big on TikTok that decided just to use it and it exploded. But with us, you know, I think digital marketing has evolved into paying influencers to use their songs yeah, or and their image definitely. or whatever it is. Well, and even um, labels like my label does it. They they pay these reaction channels on YouTube. Yes. Yes. Reaction videos are great. They're, they, they do great. Yeah. And a lot of people that watch reaction videos think... And some of the reaction channels aren't paid in that as the people listening to it, but the big ones, they're being paid to listen to these songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's just the modern way. Like, you used to have to pay, you know, AP Magazine to put a, a spread in there. Well, now you're yep. paying a YouTuber to make, listen to your song. And it's yes. way better for the bands. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> the, the turnaround, like the... the um the clicks yes. and the the oh God, I wish I would have remembered what that term is in my brain. But like the the from you know being on someone's YouTube channel, you can get an instant click because in their in the bio it'll say like if you liked you know the second song I listened to, click here and it clicks you instantly to their yeah. to their Spotify. It is way or the YouTube better. video and and a lot of them are yep. putting putting their songs on playlists that they have and all this kind of stuff. It's it's a million times better and this is exactly what I mean of modernizing like and labels are doing this now um, finally but, yeah and but they're still concerned with the things that don't matter like I don't yes. I don't want to do another freaking interview where someone's gonna paraphrase what I say and put it into a digital magazine no one cares <laughs> nobody's nobody's reading anything. no not at I, all I don't know I, I don't know a single person in my life that is that is reading besides my grandfather. My grandfather <laughs> still gets the newspaper, but he's also the smartest man I know. Yeah. So right. like, I mean, he, he literally could be on Jeopardy. Like he would yeah. watch Jeopardy every night and he like will know every single answer, right. you know, but but the normal person isn't getting an AP magazine anymore. And, and that's no. not AP's fault. No, they're, they're following AP on Instagram. Yep. You know, or Facebook or TikTok or something, but that's it. They're not, you know, they're not really, it, it just doesn't matter if I got it. Of course, I would be awesome to be on the cover of AP, of course, but will it change my career? No. No. Yeah. It, it used to. It used to, for sure. It used to, but no. And so now... I'd much rather a label spend, like you said, $2,000 to pay an influencer 
to use our TikTok because I know for a fact that 10 million people will see it because yeah. all of their videos get 10 million views. Exactly. And it's I just, would, it's way better. <laughs> yes. And and that's what I mean with this, with this um, other label that I, again, I'm, I'm not musically tied to them. I just, I have, I like their label. I'm fans of w- the way they operate. Is there a reason that you're not musically tied to them? Because I'm musically tied to someone else. <laughs> oh, and okay. uh, so like I just they run it perfectly, and it's they do focus completely on playlisting, influencer, online stuff. Like that, it's it's the way to do it. And so all these labels need to update all their freaking crap, and <laughs> they need to modernize it's- in this way. And I'm curious because you mentioned it, because um, I haven't heard about this before. Um, having a budget for content creation and a deal. Mm -hmm. So like that budget, what is it directly like tied to? Because for people that don't know, there's when you sign deals, doesn't matter if it's a record deal or whatever, there's money allocated. You have $800 for photos. You have $3,000 for music videos. You got this much for recording, like whatever. Um, I haven't heard of a, you have this much for content creation. And so yes. what is, so, how is, explain that to me. It, it's basically all under one big section of, uh, of the music videos, the, it, everything is kind of tied together in this deal, but it's yep. going to be broken down into singular things. But basically they are going to pay for us to be together and create a bunch of content because for us, we need to post on TikTok every day or every other day forever now. So is it more so Literally. they're paying you for your time or is it for um, like physical so stuff, like, like video production stuff? stuff. It's going to be for video production stuff. Um, so that way we can do, cause we're going to do a thing where every week, um, the year that we release our record, which is this year, um, as soon as we start releasing the songs every week, we want to come out with a new cover, even if it's a short cover, right? So it doesn't even have to be the full thing. Yeah, like a chorus and like, a verse or something. Yeah, a, yeah. a minute of us jamming a, a chorus of a cure song or, you know, we did mad world, which was sick, you know, like, you know, all this stuff is like for us, we want, you know, I, I don't want to do like very, I don't want to be that band that like covers like pop songs don't and stuff that. like that. We're just not, we're just not that. Yeah. And I don't like that stuff. I don't like, <laughs> I'm not a, like, it's just, I'm not, we're not our last night or fame, fame on fire and stuff. It's just not us. It yeah. doesn't mean that those bands are bad at all. It's just not TFP for me. I'd much rather cover like an 80s song or 90s song yeah. or or even if it is if it is a new like a uh, band like like Teenage Wrist or Bad Flower or Loathe you know mm. or even Spirit Box whatever it may be um you know us covering songs that we actually genuinely like now if there's yeah. a pop song that comes out that we like dig then hell yeah but um but basically so it'll help us create that right because one it has to it doesn't have to look good, but the way that I want to present everything is going to be with this voice of everything looking good, sounding good. So that budget is going to cover all of that. So yeah. we're going to do the acoustic versions of the songs. That's going to cover that because we're going to do videos for all of them. Um, you know, they're stripped down just piano versions or just with an orchestra or whatever it may be, you know, come to. Um and then that covers all the video production, of course, because videos are key nowadays. 
if you have a really poor video, you're messing up. So especially because YouTube pays out fat. And if you get something big on YouTube, you're set for life. Um, And so that's going to cover all of those. It's going to cover, like I said, it's, it's anything that we think. So behind the scenes videos of us creating things or behind the scenes of us on tour, you know, that basically covers any content that we will need to make. And that does include, um, is it a monthly budget or photos? So it's going to be the way that things are right. The second with this is it's, it's going to be allotted for a, a time period of the record release. Oh, okay. Right. So, because it's, it's more of a distro deal, we're just signing for one record. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's the record that we, that we recorded and it's just getting distributed through them right now. They are also a digital marketing agency, so they handle all of that other stuff while the term is that record. Because nowadays too, literally like three months, four months, that's a little too much. Um, maybe let's say six months after we release this record. We need to be start thinking about, hey, we got to release another single very soon. Um, music has to come out fast. Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, one of my favorite artists is this, is this girl, Casey Musgraves. Um, she released literally like three singles. It was like back to back to back. And then boom, her record was here. It's done. It's gone. Right. And she's finally now able to tour off of it. But like she like is already going to about to like release more new stuff. And it's one of those things that it's like, I think you have to music is, it's just the world we live in now. Yeah. And you either have to adapt and change or you're just going to get left yeah. behind. And I, and yeah, I a hundred percent agree. That's that how is how it operates. But I honestly hate it. Like I hate that <laughs> for a few oh, different reasons. I hate oh, that. It's, I, you know, yeah, no, I, I definitely, you know, it's so funny because I, I had, a, I basically had a massive mental breakdown um, when I was like, I don't want to be famous on TikTok. Like, I don't right. want my life to depend on TikTok and stuff. And it doesn't. The thing is, is I had to come to that realization that we were still doing okay. We were fine. And not everybody does has to be on TikTok. Not everybody has to be whatever. I think that you can create content no matter where you are to do TikTok or to do Twitch or to do Instagram or to do Facebook. It's just is what it is. Like you, you have to at least have a presence there. That's all that yeah. matters. All that matters is your fans that are on TikTok see that you're on TikTok and that they can find you there and follow you there. You don't have to be famous. You don't yeah. have to be massive. Um, and I hate it. I still, to this day, I hate the idea that I have to sit here and like think of things to post. Most of the time, it's just shit that happens. Right. Most of the time, it's just like, hey, here's some footage of us on tour. And like, like literally the other night, we had this awesome show in Atlanta and uh, my guitar player almost, almost punched you. He was like doing like a move. Yeah. yeah and almost punched <laughs> me in the face. Yeah. You saw that. Yep. Um, and like, I just posted on TikTok and it's doing okay. Yeah. You know, like at least it was something to post. Right. And my my problem with the the pace of music releases right now is it like for me personally I put a lot of effort into these songs and I feel like if I release an album and then a, a year and four months later I release another album that last one just gets 
pushed to the side. It, 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 like I like albums to have this, um, like I want it to have longevity. I want people to become fans of that record. I want people to have a connection to that record. You know, I do think about that too, because it's very hard because we just spent two years working on this record. And then it's going to come out in like a six month. Basically, that's basically what it's going to be. It's going to be a boom, 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 boom. And then it's out. And then it's like, oh, well, now what? Now we have to start working on another record. Right. You know, so it's I I think the problem, again, is it's not about records. I we're we're stuck releasing a record because it it's just it is what it is. You know, I think what we're going to do next is we're just going to go in and do like three songs at a time. Yeah. And then be like, okay, well these are the first 3, let's just start getting the rolling out process and just roll out some more songs. And then at the end of it, when we're like, okay, well now it's a record, it's a record. You know, and every band's different and every band's going to be different. Um for us, you know, I think we do really well with like co-writers and stuff like that. Cause I just am not, I'm not like a guitar playing musician. You know, I, I literally can't play guitar. I can play bass and I can play like, I played bass in like local bands and stuff. And then I played like pianos and keyboards and all that fun stuff in like another local band. And like, but I just am not like a guitar player. That's just not who I am. So for us, we do really great with, co-writers so we just go sit down with a co-writer and write a single then you know and it's like okay at least there's something you know and i think it's at the end of the day i look at bands like i i think dance gavin dance has done it really really well they're like on their like 12th record or something i don't know something crazy you know and so for me i think about it and i'm like okay like this band has been this band's doing it right you know and it's because they are staying the, their course and they're just doing them and they're releasing new content all the time in that meaning a live they do like live records they do instrumentals they do all this other stuff and i think that's just the way this has to be now yeah is you just have you have to always be in someone's face or they're just going to forget about you. Yeah. And I just, yeah, maybe the route now is, um, instead of a 12 song album, every two years you do like a six song EP every eight months. <laughs> yes. Know? And so it's just constant. And even whenever touring kicks back in, that at least gives you every eight months, new material, quote unquote, new material. You could be playing, um, to keep those fans happy but i just i really liked it more so of like you write around and you spend two years touring it and then you take you know six months to write another album or whatever and i just that felt better because it, it felt like it made every album and every song really important whereas now it's like if i have to crap out uh you know 10 songs every a couple months i don't know it's just not going to feel as important to me of course and we put our hearts into these songs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like this is our life. Like this is, this is what it is. And it's, I think for us, I think it all depends on how you market it and how you do it. You know, I think, um, it's all about a release plan too, right? Cause you can make a whole record last a whole year. If you released a song every month for a year, 
And then at the end of the year, you release it as an altogether thing with physicals and like all this stuff. Like that, that's a whole year's worth of content that you can create, you know? And yeah. so I think it's just the way things are released. I don't, I don't know. I think rock music will still do well. They still sell um, records. Yes, we do. Uh, rock music definitely still does. And kids especially now want CDs. Yeah. CDs are like the new vinyl. I know that sounds weird. Just just <laughs> literally just give it a few years and CDs, people will be like, oh my God, I got to have the CD. I have to have the CD. Right. And it's way cheaper to make than vinyl. <laughs> so it's like, I think at the end of the day, I think what rock music has to do is just modernize a little bit. I don't, I don't think it has to totally change and be like, okay, you have to release a record every six months. You know what I mean? Like hip hop music and pop music. It's just, it's, it just doesn't, um, it's just different than rock music and it's fine. I'm not saying that it's, it's like, like rock music's better than hip hop or pop or electronic music, whatever it is. It's just the way rock music has been forever just has to evolve a little bit. Yeah. And it I mean, it just has to update. I think the a big difference between like hip hop and pop and rock is that, um, mo I would say the average listener for hip hop and pop turn on a playlist that's on shuffle. And yes. whereas like, a rock listener would is going to turn on shine down's new album and listen to that all the way through. Yeah. Yes. They listen to a record. Exactly. And especially like with TFP, like we're very, uh, you know, conceptual and, and we, you know, our record is literally meant to be listened to from front to back, Yeah, you know, like everything kind of goes together and that's just the way it is, you know? So, I want people to listen to it from front to back, but I know that the way of Spotify and the way of everything else, it's way about, it's, it's about singles now. Yeah. So you just got to do what you got to do. And, <laughs> yeah. and it just, it's, it is what it is, you know? And I know that's stupid to say, but I want to be successful. Like, and I know like so many people in this industry that want to be successful, but they don't know where to start or they don't know what to do. And the first thing that I say is like, you first always have to start on the songs. Yep. And if your songs are good, then get your image. Yeah. Get your image down after you figure out your songs. So many people think it's opposite, you know? And right. If you have a bad song, but you have this incredible image, nobody's going to care. Right. But at the same time, if you have this incredible song and you have a horrible image, nobody's going to care. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, definitely, especially with, uh, you know, playlisting and everything being so important now, the songs themselves need to be good to stand out on a playlist. Um, yeah. And you also have to have something unique about it as well. And I, the, one of the first things I tell a band whenever they ask me, like, what do we need to do? Um I say you need to you need to find a reason that people are going to listen to you rather than listening to the bands that sound like you. And so, yep. like, why if you're a deathcore band, why is someone going to listen to you rather than listening to Slaughter to Prevail? You know. Yep. And so, yeah, creating good songs, well, good also needs a a, a reason to be listened to. Um, and so, uh, definitely, I think songs should be focused and. 
the this this holy water song your your newest single um i think it's great you do a lot of unique things in it that do make it stand out in certain ways and so like you said you were kind of going because you guys were not in the realm of active rock uh whenever we toured together you were very much so alternative like kind of i want to say post-hardcore but not really like that it was there was it was like breakdowny with like it, it was, you know, we had a lot of screaming, you yeah. know, like a lot of that. Yeah. And so, and for active rock, because uh, that, that might, I think active rock is an industry term. When you say active yeah. rock in the industry, you know exactly the sound. But if you say it to a person, they really don't. Active rock is like pretty much specifically uh, more high energy songs that can be played on the radio. Because radio nowadays is not going to play a slow tempo, sad boy song. Not happening. And so it's active rock is high energy rock that ha, that moves quickly, pretty yep. much. And uh, so that's your direction. It's your you know your 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 uh, three days grace, Papa Roach, Five Finger Death Punch, um, yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, you know. And I I think for us we just wanted, like I said, we we just wanted to to finally find us more. So it's, it, we finally were like, okay, well let's, let's just try a little bit of active rock, you know, let's, let's add it in, you know? So we went and we did it and it just worked, you know, like it was not, there was literally, we wanted to write a song about, you know, comparing the music industry to the quote religion industry um, and how similar they are. And that's kind of where Holy Water came from. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty obvious in the lyrics reading through the lyrics and the song's holy water um and i i love that spotify added that that you can look at lyrics on it yes <laughs> that's yes. one of the best things ever done like straight yep. up um and now you, they just need to pay a little bit more but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have a whole concept I don't want to speak it into the universe because every time I talk about an idea, it actually happens. But uh, and someone else takes my idea somehow. Uh, But I have a these places could pay a lot more. They can. Um, And I also think that the way that they pay is not necessarily the correct way. Like Spotify basically collects a pool of money from all the artists and then it gets dispersed you know, and yes. the thing is, there are small bands that have freaking diehard fan bases that would pay the band personally a lot more money if they had yes. the option. And so it's like you can get a lot less streams, but you're capable of monetizing a lot more with a small niche. Uh, you know, you you either have a small niche fan base that is really monetizable or you have a huge base of just everyone kind of listens to you. That's how the hip hop artists do so well on Spotify. They just get so many streams overall. Um, but then bands like say the Browning or funeral portrait have a small dedicated fan base. And that's where you get screwed on Spotify. (laughs) Yes. Uh, whereas because, because for us, we were never supposed to be, I don't know. I like, like for us, and for y'all, like it, we're we can be successful off of Spotify. Yeah. And it, and it's also like you can't compare us to a rapper because like the amount of people that listen to like hip hop music on Spotify is like 
way bigger uh-huh. than people that listen to rock music on Spotify. Right. So we shouldn't be paid out the same. Yeah. And like, but for them, it's, it's, there's more people that listen to it. So that's how it is. Yeah. I just wish there was a way to, that fans could now Spotify added a donate button and I've had that on there this whole time. And I've gotten maybe like four donations off of yeah, Spotify. That's the same. We, we had it there for a while and it just was like, whatever. It, like, yeah. I think we got two and it was like, that's cool. But it's like. I, that's also not how I want to. I don't want someone to just like give me money. Like I want them to get something in return. Exactly. Like you right. know, like Patreon or something like that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and I just I think that there's there's a way that a, there could be a platform that exists that the people directly contribute to the artists that they specifically listen to, rather than technically if someone listens to the Browning, that money goes to someone else. Like it gets dispersed to everybody. Like what if yes. what, what if there's an art what if there's a person that only listens to the funeral portrait every day, you know? Yes. That that person's direct listen should go directly to funeral portrait. Yeah. Well, they're ten thousand ten thousand. They're ten dollars that they pay or twenty dollars. However much Spotify yeah. is. Um, I have a family plan, so I just share yeah. with, like my family and stuff. It's like fourteen dollars a, a a month or whatever. So it's like, but like. That $14 should go directly towards paying the bands that I listen to. Exactly. The artists that exactly. I listen to. That's that how it should month. be. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like if someone pays $14 into Spotify and they listen to the Browning and Funeral Portrait, take that $14 and disperse it to those bands. You know, yes. it, it could be that simple. Yeah. There's no reason. Or, or, you know, and of course, Spotify has to take their money for their pockets and all this stuff. But I don't know. It's it's just again, it's it's one of those things that it's like Spotify doesn't care about artists anymore. Right. Spotify cares about podcast. Mm-hmm. They care about now they're going to care about books mm-hmm. because they carry like you could go on there and you can listen to the Harry the Potter books, books now. Right. Yeah. Like and it's like. And I didn't even know that until I opened up my homepage one day and here it is. Oh, you listen to a podcast about, um, you know, about Harry Potter. You're going to want to now listen to Harry Potter on tape. And it's like, yeah, what the hell? Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't want like, I, I just, it, 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 I listen to music. Yeah. Like I don't even listen to podcasts on Spotify. Right. Like I, I literally listen to music on Spotify. Right. Well, and they're the, forcing me now <laughs> to like listen to these podcasts. I'll tell you exactly what it is. And it's listening time per user. You know, if someone turns on Spotify and they're listening to music, they might listen to three songs or something on their drive to work. Well, if someone's listening to a podcast, they're listening to two, three hours. And yes. so it's time on the platform itself is what they're gearing towards. So if someone's listening to an audiobook, they know that those people are putting it on for an hour. Whereas if they're listening to music, they're putting it on for 15 minutes. <laughs> yep. And it, well, it, and they can also monetize it better because they, they run ads and crap uh, like that. Well, they run ads. Yeah. Yeah. And they, what are they going to do? Run an ad? 
that in the middle of a band's record? <laughs> right. That gets shot down instantly. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, maybe. Like, I, I don't know. If Spotify came to TFP and was like, hey, you'll make um, double the amount of streaming revenue if you let us run ads in between a few of your songs. Yeah. That unskippable ads. And I'd be like, sold. Shake the deal. Let's <laughs> right. go. Let's go. You know, like, for me, I don't, I think about that because I think, why can't we be treated like podcast uh-huh. then? Like if, if they're going to do that to podcasters, cause podcasting is, is an art form as well. I mean, yeah. they, you know, and it's, it's, there's some very unique podcasts out there and some really awesome ideas, you know, and it's, it's one of those things that it's like, why not? Like what, uh-huh. why not then? You know, it's, it's just at the end of the day, it's like, we, if we can't sell records anymore. Right. And if we can't go on tour anymore, how are we also, how are we going to compete up against like the pop industry and the hip hop industry if we don't change? And that's why I have, I've been searching and our eight and our managers have been searching for the people to help us evolve and change and update rock, the rock industry. Yeah. Because so far, man, like I get it. Like octane pays like, fat cash like every spin on octane or on xm series radio in general pays 40 dollars, right yeah which is insane to think about like our streams like we made literally like nine g's off of the stream or off of them spinning our songs and that was you know like wow like that's insane yeah and to make that on spotify you'd have to get like nine million streams like yes Like, like that's what's crazy. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's insane. You know, to us, to me that a company that is based on subscribers, right? Cause at Sirius XM, you have to be a subscriber. Spotify, you basically have to be a subscriber unless you want to listen to all the mum, you know, whatever yeah, the heck much that it is. is. Yeah. I don't, I don't know a single person that uses Spotify not premium, right? you know, like free Spotify. So, you know, for me, I don't know. I just, I just think, uh, I, I just think that Spotify could do it, but I, that's why it's, it's, that's why live touring is slowly coming back. Last year we played 20 shows and I, we, it was our most successful year with cash off of just 20 shows. Like I, yeah. I've net, we sold so much merch. We, our guarantees were through the roof because we, um, we were pretty smart with it, but also like, it, it's just now that we're back, this is what we're worth. And you yep. have to give us that or we're not playing. And people are like, Oh crap. Okay. Well, I guess I got to give you that. You know, yep. I've, uh, I'm exactly. And I think that the the industry is switching to which it, it used to be like the browning i never had an, a focus online at all it was always yeah. we just toured 10 months out of the year that was it i never even cared about having an online merch store i didn't give a crap yeah uh, and now instead your online focus is the thing you do for 10 months out of the year and the touring is the thing you do for two months you know yes <laughs> and it's yep. way better because you get paid more on like while you're there but you can also have a secure setup at home so that you're not just forced into living with parents or whatever because you literally don't have a choice um yep because you tour too much to pay rent somewhere and it's just uh i think it's a way better setup 
moving into the future to have the touring be the special thing, but have the online interaction be the main thing. Because it used yes. to be like, oh, once every you know five years we'll release a a DVD, you know, which or YouTube video of us doing a live show or something special, a yeah. documentary. Now it's you get a documentary every day in small bites, but then you get a live show, you know. Yep. twice a year. Well, I think it's it's funny because I I look at um a few years ago um I got into that uh, of course the K-pop group BTS, right? Yeah. And BTS uh, BTS does it insane. Yeah. Because they barely tour, but when they do, of course they're making millions because they're insanely huge, mm-hmm. but they literally have these things called BTS bombs that come out like every day. There's a two minute video that gets released, right? Yeah. On and and it's it's normally I believe the only way to watch it is basically like a Patreon. Yeah. Right. Every single day there is new content, like a two minute video, sometimes five, and sometimes it's videos of them practicing for hours on end, and sometimes it's like full concerts that you get. Yeah. And everything, and it's a premium service. And those, it's insane. Like it is absolutely insane. The amount of money that those artists, K-pop artists make. Now, finally, our pop artists are starting to do that. And our hip hop artists are starting to do that. But rock music is still so far behind. (laughs) And it's because, dude, it's because it's like ran by legacy acts. Exactly. Which don't get me wrong. Like I would do anything to tour with a legacy act. But the... They don't care because they, they're making their money. Like yeah. these labels, like Better Noise is awesome, but they're making all this money off of like their legacy acts that like TFP isn't a priority, yeah. which is fine. I understand. Like I, I'm not, I'm not mad. I like get it. Like, you know, they have families, you know, and they have to feed their families. But what about my family? Yeah. You and know, I, like, and like was, what about me? Yeah. And I'm. I'm in the realm. I'm signed to essentially Universal, and uh, even Spine Farm does have Ghost and Atreyu and Bullet from a Valentine, and uh, it does make me mad <laughs> to, yeah. to be put on a back burner because a legacy act, like you're saying, gets all yeah. the focus. Well, freaking make the new band's legacy acts in the yep. future because what's going to happen when everyone in Bullet from my Valentine is 65 years old? no you're not wrong you're literally not wrong or what happens when they want to leave the label yeah you know it's like it's like what do you do you know and and it's it's i get it right this second everybody is still in emergency disaster mode you know so it like makes sense like i get it but it's like bro like what like why can't we focus on TFP? Yeah. Well, because you know, this, 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 and this, and we're like, <sighs> yeah. And, okay. and with the, the subscriber thing, like you're saying that BTS is doing, that is a, a perfect way. And that musicians do need to take advantage of. Cause I, I have a Patreon and yeah. I, I didn't even promote it a ton. I literally have like 30 people subscribed on Patreon and I make That's sick. Yeah. I make $500 a month off of Patreon. And that is that's ten times that's the money catch. I make from Spotify. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and so it's like again, like I said, a small niche market you can monetize 
and the small small bands have to monetize the few fans that they have. And yes. the Browning has, you know, we've been hovering over 260,000 monthly right now on Spotify. And it's which is good. Yeah, That's sick. But I make more money from $30 for 30 people on Patreon. Yep. <laughs> And so yep. it's just uh, the BTS thing. I didn't know they did that. That's that's awesome because I can't yeah, they imagine. Have a thing called Weave. I think it's called Weverse. Uh-huh. Um, but which I'm probably if a K-pop stan is freaking listening to me right now, they're gonna like destroy. They're gonna me find I don't, you. I don't. Yeah. Oh, they are. They do. <laughs> they do. Yeah. That reminds me. Oh my god, that just reminds me of the time that I toured with. Um, I was tour managing uh, that band Islander, and they yeah. did a tour with Corn and Baby Metal. Yeah. Um, I got to take a photo with baby metal, which yeah. is like very rare. Like nobody, like, unless you're like in a big band. Yeah. Right. Well, like I became friends with their production that they were like, yeah, 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 go take your photo. So I like took a photo with them and like, I posted on, on Twitter and it went like viral uh-huh. because all of their, like these, like J pop, you know, J rock, like fans like super fans found me and like were like how did you get this photo blah 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 like blew it up like i'm saying like i got like a million retweets like it was insane <laughs> and it was just like singer of the funeral portrait with baby metal and it's like oh hell yeah let's go, go. like like i was just like it was just funny but it's that that's a fandom like those yeah. fandoms are like insane i i dare you to start doing bts covers on tiktok I I want to. I have I, I have you. one in mind. I have one in mind, and I, I want to do it. The thing is, is I've seen some of these, like you know, like our last night, and those uh-huh. like do them. I just don't. It does well, but it's weird because like I don't. I want to make them, um, you know, like me. So, yeah, like your I, version. I, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I definitely have one <laughs> down the line that I've like. I gotta cover this BTS song. Like this is gonna be sick. Yeah, and I I've always I. Actually, my label just asked, like, have you ever done cover record? I'm like, no, oh, you should know that. But uh, <laughs> the, for me, I, I say the same thing as you. I want to cover songs that I really like. I've personally done Browning style covers, but I don't release them. Like I covered an As Lay Dying song where all the synths are the lead guitars that they use, you know, or I I did a... Um, the, if I did a, a cover record, what I would personally do, because I think the Browning's the only band that can do this, I would want to recreate all the 90s and early 2000s, like, mega techno-like anthems. So, doing, like, Eiffel 65 Blue, doing Cascada Every Time We Touch. Insane. Yeah, and I've already done covers of a few of them, but I don't. I haven't released them. And, uh, but the Browning's the only band that can pull that off. And so doing yeah, like, that would be so sick though. Doing like, like Sandstorm, doing, uh, oh, you know, Zombie Nation, all that stuff. <laughs> you got to do them. Right. My problem is no, like this is, it's done. It's done. like, you got to, as soon as you hang up this call, like you better be on your <laughs> computer, like making this happen. Well, like, I'm not even joking. Like that's sick. And I'll tell you the reason it hasn't yet. And uh, this is one thing that sucks about the state of the industry. I don't want to give my label that record, you know? Mm. And so I yeah, of want... Because you... Well, two things. One, it's covers. So payout is like halved. 
Yeah. And then two, it, then the half that it is, is just going to go to the label. Exactly. And then all, and cause that record is all streaming. It doesn't need distribution. It doesn't oh. need a budget. It doesn't need freaking squat. And so to just hand that to them I mean, and give them 80% of the money you, from it, you know, I mean, are you, have you tried to think about buying yourself off? Um, I, I've considered different ways of like, Hey guys, if I do this record, will it like, don't have it count towards it, but I don't want you to have it. Like don't have it count as one of the records on the deal, but I want to do it by myself, you know? And those are awkward, awkward conversations. You know, of course, of course. <laughs> they're really awkward. Um, but yeah, those are very like those are those are like the. Yeah, you know, like I, <laughs> I that because then it's like, oh, so you don't like working with us? Exactly. Oh, so you don't like this? Oh, so you don't like that? Yeah, that's a little sticky. But I mean, I don't know. Like I it's just one of those things that now like. It's time to be your own boss. Exactly. Like I, I think, I think just the way the music industry is now, so and so many massive like hip hop artists and pop artists are their own bosses, right? Like yep. so many of like these artists, yeah, they have like distribution deals through these like labels, or they have like these like other like or they're like signed to these labels, but also like have their own label, like all yep. this kind of stuff, like. I think that's the way to go, and that's yep. what TFP is working towards. Is yeah. It's a big, big risk. The idea of the funeral portrait leaving better noise, which isn't like, it's not fully happening. And it's not, it's not like, this is like me just like putting it out there being like, you know, they know what's happening. And it's mainly, we're not like trying to leave because we are very unhappy with being on better noise. I would do anything to stay on better noise and for them to release the record. It's just, they can't at the moment release the record because of the way the industry is. And you can't wait because- the industry moves fast. <laughs> it moves so fast. Yeah, you it can't moves wait. so fast. The idea. I mean, we've are, we're already we already should have released our record a year ago. Exactly. Yeah, like it should have came out at least last year. Yeah, and so yeah, I think independent is definitely the best way to go, and that's why that is the reason I haven't done a cover record yet because I want to do it by myself. I don't want to give someone 80% of that money or whatever. I just, um, you know, I want it to be for you. Exactly. That's cash, bro. That's, that's cash. You know, maybe, you know, if you do it, you do it with a distributor, you know, or you do it with like something else, you know, like, like, but a traditional label, (sighs) that's hard. That's, Traditional labels are just, ooh, excuse me, ooh, they they like, they just they're changing and they are and I and I'm happy that they're doing that finally. Um, I think the way traditional, I have to stop you. I'm about labels, to pee my pants. <laughs> no, <laughs> One no, second. Good. One second. Yes. Honestly, since I'm not doing video on these, I should just like have a bottle in here with me. Yeah. <laughs> no one would know. Um, no one would know. But yeah, you're saying no traditional labels and releasing a cover record or not. Yes. So I think just the, the moral of this whole entire conversation is 
I think what's going to happen with traditional labels are they are not going to sign artists until they are big enough, right? Because that in general, right? Like, I think an artist should stay independent until they really need a label. Yeah. Like, now, which comes with a label is certain things. That is money to get on the right tours and money to release um, awesome videos and stuff like that. But if you... If you're in a position where you make money at a day job or your parents have money or whatever the heck it is, right, and you're willing to invest it into your band, then just do that. Do it yourself, yep. at least for a while, and then just see what happens. And it's just at that point, you know, yep. at that point is labels are going to have to evolve and I think they are. I think they're slowly evolving. Like you even saying like them wanting you to do a bunch of covers and stuff like that's cool. That's a that's at least a step in the right direction. You know, like covers are funky because covers, it feels like everybody's doing a cover. Right. But it's like if someone discovers you because of a cover, hopefully you're just not known for that cover. Hopefully your songs are genuinely just as good as to keep going. It's like I prevail. I prevail got massive because of that Taylor Swift cover, but, but that song's not even in their top five on Spotify yeah. anymore. And, and like I th- that's insane. Yeah. They definitely popped off because of that. And I think that, um, what needs to happen really is that the, the contracts need to modernize. Like it, Labels struggle currently to put up all this money and then recoup with streaming, with just Spotify numbers, just YouTube streams or whatever. The The issue is that then also the bands make no money because on a standard deal like this, like personally on, on my deal, I make 18% of streaming money. That's... Yep. That's... that's- pretty standard That's the normal and the, the, the normal. problem is when i signed this deal six years ago seven years ago streaming wasn't the only source of freaking money and so Income. who yep. cares if it was 18 percent? like because back then it, it wasn't meaningful that's not what mattered yeah back then but now it does and i'm in a contract that like a, a basically essentially a decade well, things changed so much within a decade that the same percentages I mean, don't things work. Things have changed so much. Things have changed dramatically yeah. over the last two years, ever yeah. since COVID. Yeah. And so I'm stuck in this deal that does not work in the modern world for me or the label. You know? It's like, yep. I would rather. Um, not get any money up front that needs to be recouped. So, like, but work out a deal to where there's more money being made right off the bat. So, like you said, if you have the money to pay for your stuff up front, do it that way. And you can still sign to to someone that's going to do promotion or put money into ads and all this, but at least you don't have to recoup whatever your $40,000 for recording you know, um, yes, at least you can maybe work out a deal to where you get bigger percentage of streaming numbers. That's like number one concern now for any artist should be, I want 50% of my streaming money or, you know, (laughs) and because making 20% of it is, does not work 
Um, and then the labels still have too much of a focus on trying to sell the physicals that it's a collector's item now. Like, super fans yep. buy it. That's it. Um, and so I just think that um, pretty much every single freaking record contract right now should be renegotiated. <laughs> just like the government should come yeah. in and say, not happening. Renegotiate all deals. <laughs> and just because it, it yep. doesn't work, all the artists are getting screwed because eight years ago the industry was completely different. And um, I don't know. It's it's still set up in a way like the industry hasn't changed its setup since the freaking eighties, whenever the, everything yep. became an industry standard. Um, so we're talking freaking 40 years later and people are still trying to run everything the exact same way. It doesn't work. Um, but I mean, I really hope that I, I think that you guys are, that you are taking the proper step of working with a digital marketing company that, and a company that's based on the, the digital aspect of it. Because personally, also, yes. I wish I could just, like, if I get a CD from the label, they charge me $9 a CD. I know I can, oh my. yeah, it's insane. I know I can print that same CD for two bucks myself, you know? Yeah. And so <laughs> if I get a $9 CD, I can't even sell it for $15, <laughs> you know? I can't even double my money on it. And so yep. we stopped bringing CDs on tour because by the time I paid for shipping and all this and sold it for $15, which is what people pay at shows, I was losing yep. money on CDs. And so like even that aspect of it, like, can I have the rights to print this freaking thing myself? And the thing is, you're going to be able to have those rights because you're not signing to a company to print them for you. You're going to be just with a marketing company. Yep. And so that's a way better setup. <laughs> way, way better. Yeah. Because you can, like, I run a knife company now, and all this stuff I'm viewing from a totally different angle, like 100% different. And to lose the production rights to your product completely gets, you're working with freaking three middlemen for something that are upcharging you. And then in the end, you're making nothing off of it. That's how the music industry works. <laughs> yep. All these other people are making their money and you just have this, you are, you're just stuck. Yeah. You have the dream thing. of, well, at least I'm on tour. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but not anymore. Yeah, exactly. Not anymore. Like like the, the tours that are still happening right now aren't, they're not like, they're not they're, they're they're still tours that were booked three years ago exactly you know what i mean like like this isn't it's not like it was you know and it's 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 just gonna stay that way for a while yeah. you know so it's like it's really hard that's why like we're taking whatever tours we can because like it's just that way and we're on a decent label you know what i mean yeah. like, like we're on or, or we're on a decent we're on a decent we're sorry we're with a decent um agent and with a you know a decent manager so it's like come on yeah you know yeah and so, so like moving forward with your with the setup that you're going to have um like what's the goals in mind are you is it to build this online base through the social medias or are you like what's your what's your goal of what you're doing um you know that's a good thing i think we want to we, there is a way to do both yeah i think you can do the the online 
promotion and the touring. I think it's 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 completely you're completely capable of it nowadays. Yeah, I don't see why not. Honestly, yeah, because um, while while you're on tour, that's also infinite uh, content. Yeah, you just have to have a content creator with you. You know, someone that can do videos and editing yeah. and, and take photos and stuff. And we always do that. We've done that for years. Definitely. We've That's, been doing that for years. Yep. And on our last like three tours we did, I yeah. had a photographer with us rather than a sound guy. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we're, we're very lucky to where we have the space to do it. You know, we, we've got the six bunks yeah. and then we've got a row of seats. So that's what we've been doing is we have a front of house and a guy. And we're very lucky where all of them are very, um, they'll take very little money because they believe in the project. Yeah, for sure. And that's the main thing is we have people that are involved with our band. Like we've, we have not paid our managers like, and they're like big time managers. Like we haven't yeah. even paid, we haven't paid our agent and our agent booked us some things. You know what I mean? Both yeah. of them have not asked for money because they know what's happening. Definitely. You know? Yeah. My manager is the same, doing the same thing. It's uh, like, it's nice because I've gone through like four different management companies and I've dropped two mm -hmm. of them because they told me I needed to pay them after a tour. They knew I lost money on. And yes. Dropped them. Done. Not talking to you. <laughs> like, you know, I'm yeah. broke because you're the one that ran the budget and you're telling me to pay you yes. money. See ya. You know? Uh, yep. And so it's nice to have some industry people that understand and are willing to work with it. And uh, yep. the... And so with everything you've gone through, you've gone, it seemingly this conversation, I mean, you've gone through a lot of the same sort of yes. things and probably a lot of bands do, but yep. of everything, like, cause I, I think about this, like what's my biggest regret. I, I could say signing with the first label, but not really because I feel the same way as you. I took an opportunity. It motivated me. It got certain people interested in the band and it was a good start, but Yep. So I can't really count that as my biggest regret, but my biggest regret is my band name, hundred percent. But the brand name, <laughs> yeah, oh, because of horrible yeah. name, horrible name. Yeah. But I've thought of that for TFP to the funeral portrait. It's it's a it's a lot sometimes. Yeah. But so. overall, like if you had a regret, uh, what would it be? Um, I think. It's not pushing myself the last year, especially, and pushing my band members, all of us, to be more into the the content creation portion, right? I think um, also I wish we would have... I, I don't know. I think that's it. Like I, I, I don't have any biggest regrets because we've, we're doing the best that we can with the situations at hand. Yeah. Right. Like I haven't made I, the, the biggest problem that happened was I wish I, the only thing that I think, okay. Biggest regret is I wish I would have, um, handled the original members leaving the band better. Right. Uh -huh. I, got very mad at them and angry and upset and said things that I shouldn't have said. Um, and that's the main thing. That's, I think that's hard at, the end at of the times. Day, definitely. 
you know, but that's, that's hard. That's a hard time that mm-hmm. we were all in a difficult situation. And I should have just been like, Hey guys, like, that's just how you feel. It is what it is. You know, I, and I, I think I eventually came to that, but I wish I would have handled the beginning of that. Better. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of it. I'm not, I'm, I'm excited. I'm so excited for the next what's happening next because yeah. I fully believe in it. And I'm happy that we did sign to better noise. I'm happy that we made the record that we did. I'm happy that we got to work with the people that we did. Um, you know, and I'm finally, now that I'm happy that we're making content, you know, and making followers on TikTok and making all this other stuff happen because it's like, now I, I have no excuse. Right. Right. So, before I was like, well, I'm not a tick. Like, I don't want to be on TikTok. That's lame and uh-huh. all this stuff. And it's like, bro, like just, I just had to tell myself to get over it. Uh huh. Just get over it. And I would just do you. One of my, besides the band name, uh, like <laughs> skip over yeah. that. Uh, that really, too. That, that's the thing too. Yeah. And because you can get past certain things. Oh, yeah. And, but for me, my biggest regret is also early on not focusing more on social medias because I yes. wouldn't I wouldn't have thought Instagram would be so freaking important I didn't post on Instagram nope. for like three years and yep and now I see a lot of these people that are in bands the size of mine or smaller and those dudes are sitting with you know 80,000 followers on Instagram and I got like four and yes. it makes such no, a big difference. Too. I think about that too. I think about that too. Is is the content world? Yeah. I wish I would have focused on content over touring. Yeah. Same. And it's funny because I know people that have been saying that for years. Uh huh. You know, I just said, yeah, meh, whatever, yeah, <laughs> eh, whatever. Exactly. Because it's so hard to build now because. Uh, there's so much content out there. There's so many people to follow. Whereas before early in the band, I could have gotten so much more online recognition if I would have taken advantage of it then. Yeah. But now it's very difficult. Uh, being a already existing, not exciting, <laughs> you know, thing. Uh, you know, it, it is difficult to build now. Um, but it, you're in a different realm where you you are more exciting than say like I am like I I don't have the personality personally to uh, be so vibrant and entertaining to people <laughs> like that <laughs> and so I think yeah. that, I think you have the personality well, you the Twitch things for a while right yeah that that I'm still gonna do but I'm only gonna do that while I'm writing records so it's just so people can see the creation okay. process um, the cause, process because I tried being. Uh, influencer and I actually had a, a really good go at um at uh, YouTube where I was growing like 8000 subs a month by doing gaming content but kind of how you said That's too it. you didn't want to be that person That's what what I yeah. came to I didn't want to be a gamer uh dude you know yeah well that's that's the thing is is it was like that's not my dream like exactly. and that's not what makes me um want to do this exactly like, yeah i, I want to create music me, that's you know yes and i want to be a performer and, exactly you know and that's that's what it is yep but Yep. I, you got you're you're doing really well with it and I think that you're that you are being proactive in in the modern world of how it should be done and I look at what you're doing and I wish I was doing it so <laughs> you're doing it you're <laughs> doing so it properly. funny that's funny yeah and, and that's one thing I've, like I said I've talked about you on multiple podcasts because I'm yeah. trying to get these other bands to be like 
this is how it should be done currently. Uh, and even from my perspective, I, I wish I could, and I, I probably could, but like you said, this past year, you wish you would have put a little more and in, invested time into it. Um, I'm the yeah. same way right now, but it is such a weird time. And the, the effort is so different than normal. They just, it has to be yes. like redirected. Yes. It's just different. Yeah. Is the, it's, it's different. Yeah. But still possible to do, you know, <laughs> it just takes yep. some, some effort. And so you're doing it right. A hundred percent. I believe. And I'd, I want to hear the new record. You said you're sending it to me. So yep. uh, yeah, everyone else can, you. can wait the three years until wait. it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point. Yeah, nah, it's thank God things as soon as things get cleared by labels, you know, it's out because yeah. everything's done. Yeah. Everything is literally done and ready to go. The Definitely. only thing is, you know, creating the content, you know, the videos and yeah. stuff. But we're going to do that in like a two week period and it's going to be done. So, yeah. And um Real quick, too, uh, your newest single, Holy Water. Um, also, you yes. mentioned this earlier, and I wanted to I wanted to say something to you then, and somehow it just popped back into my head. Uh, you were talking yeah. about Ghost being like the kings of this of this realm, you know, of this theatrical yes. realm. You're way better alive than Ghost is. Okay. <laughs> I, I saw. A, Thank you. One of my friends went to one of their concerts and posted a video of it, and I was like, Jesus, yeah. dude, not good. Yeah. I don't know. Personally, they just, had the show. They yeah. had that, like, the 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 production. Yeah, there's this right? huge production, but then there's these, like, 55 year old dudes, like, stumbling yeah. around a stage. Of course. Like, of you, course. Uh, you have the energy. And, and I, it's a way better thing. So you could, you could have a way better situation, (laughs) but nonetheless, we're trying, we're trying to do it. It just costs a lot of money. That's what it is. It does. Yeah. And, um, so with this song, Holy Water, it's a, it's you comparing the music industry to the religious industry and you can tell it straight up from the lyrics. Uh, it's, it's pretty Mm -hmm. uh, straightforward, but in a, in a creative way. And, um, like, on this line to the church and the center with a song stuck in your head, like these, these lyrics, what one do you think, uh, does tie the industry to religion in a very specific way? So for me, um, I grew up going to church and being involved in church and it's, you know, especially with the modern day church, it's all about money. I mean, it, it really is. Um, yeah. It's all about having the bigger, louder voice of what the justification is that the bigger their stadium, the more people they can convert, right? And right. to believe. Um, it's the same thing as the industry. The industry is the same way. The the louder the, your voice, you know, the bigger your bands, the the bigger your your production, whatever it is, the the bigger your product is going to be, right? So a song, that's all the industry, you know, it's always been about, well, it's not catchy. Oh, it's not this. Oh, it's not that, you know? And it's like, it's always about comparing and it's always about, you know, them being like the, the priest, basically, them holding, like holding your holy water, you know, holding this life form of your salvation, you know, like of holding it above your head or keeping it from you, you know? And it's like, it's just, why, you know, like, why are you doing that? You know? 
So that's 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 basically it's about, you know, the suits, basically the man, you know, and and comparing it that way. Like, why? Like, why act a certain way if you don't believe in it? Uh huh. Yeah. And so a lot of it does feel uh, of the lyrics. So I ran free and broke a leg, but I felt free enough to rule the world. Is that you referencing like getting off of revival? Yes. So it means leaving that label and then doing our own thing, you know, and yeah, we broke a leg as in, you know, we, we gave them a hundred percent royalties because if we didn't, we weren't, you know, we weren't going to, but Hey, you know, and, and that's, that's, the big part of it is leaving yeah Doing our own thing definitely and i mean to to feel like you have control or that you're not tied to something that's holding you back is a, a really important feeling as an artist um because completely yeah and so um 100 that i like that line so i ran free and broke a leg but i felt free enough to rule the world like yeah you're you're gonna hobble your way over to figuring out where it is but at least you can hobble wherever you want <laughs> you know yes it's your your place your your time you know mm-hmm. and um you say because i woke up so i could rule the world like what was the moment there um in in this in your experience to where you think that you woke up so for me it was having those conversations that these people don't believe in you anymore. Right. Right. And for me, it was like, well, I believe in myself, so I'm going to do me, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to wake up and do it myself. You know, if that, if they don't believe in it, then I'm just going to go and rule the world Mm -hmm. myself, you know, like I'm going to go and and live this dream that I have. And, and also, you know, the old band members and all that kind of stuff too. All of that kind of happened within the same like year ish, two yeah. years, you know, like, like it moved pretty fast from losing those guys to leaving revival to gaining this, this whole new, you know, team that we have and everything. So, yeah. And it, I'd say it all the time to people, uh, that like no one is going to care about your music as much as you do. And no matter who you work with, no matter what it is, these people, like you said, aren't going to respond to emails when they're, you really need to talk about something. They're not going to care if, uh, the music video looks exactly like the artist wants it to. They don't care as much yeah. as you do as an artist. And so that's one of the things about being tied to these people so hard and ha- them having any sort of control is an issue because they don't care. <laughs> they want yep. to make money and yep. you want to make art. And that's the big, the big difference. Realizing that, um, th- these industry people blow smoke so hard, dude. Like you'll be on a, like yep. uh, you'll be trying for two weeks to get on a, a meeting and then they're finally like, okay, yeah, we can do it next Wednesday. You know, and then you oh, finally yeah. get on it and they're like, oh, everything's great. We can't wait to do this album. Like, it's going to be awesome. And our our whole team is so excited. And then it gets down to them needing to be excited and do the work. And it doesn't happen. <laughs> yep. And Trust me. Yeah. It just, it. so you saying that you feel free to be able to go rule the world yourself 
hundred percent. I, I relate to that lyric a lot as well. And, um, you know, and I, I also do like comparing, there's a lot of things about the religious world that is comparable to certain things. Like I write a lot about God and religion, but not in a negative sense. It can have negative connotations, just like everything in the world. So it's not yep. like you're bashing on religion in this song. You're more so just tying no. it to an experience that you have. Exactly. Yeah. No, it, that's that's literally all it is. It's not, it's definitely not like, it's definitely not supposed to be like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's not, that's, that's definitely not like the, the, the take of it, I guess. Yeah, you for know? sure. Like, so that's just part of it being thematic and yep. it, the same thing I do. I have a song on this new record that's German for God is dead. And I had some people yeah. crapping <laughs> whenever I put it oh, out, no. <laughs> but yeah, like it's well, just probably thematic. Yeah, well, I trust me. I literally, we literally had some fans come to this show the other, the, like uh, in December uh-huh. when we did our short little headlining run, and they were like, they were like, um, they talked about like, are you guys religious? Like these guys were like super, like they were religious, and they yeah. thought that the song was religious, right? Like, and that I was like celebrating religion. I was like, oh, like. No, this is kind of the thing. And then because yeah. we have like uh, our last record, like like father is like like songs like like father, like son and save yourself, yeah. like all these like very like, <laughs> it, you know, a moment of silence and everything kind of has to revolve around like it's very like has that kind of vibe. So it's just yeah. funny. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, and, and I see whenever I see people referencing, you know, religion, I always assume that there's some sort of, you know, there's a. A different connotation than just being negative, unless it's super obvious. Uh, yeah, but um, you know, I like the way that you compare the two here, and I I do that a lot of my stuff too. Like a really old song, but it's a song called Bloodlust that's about quote unquote yep. about being a, a vampire, but it's about addiction, you know, and like yes, and so you talk about one thing, comparing it to another, and you know, it's or just using a, a metaphor almost in some way, and the industry really is because people also worship these labels. Like you said, it's, do you sign to this label because they're a name or do you not tie yourself down to that? And people, especially like in the, in the 2010s, it was like, if you're not on fearless or rise or Sumerian, like who cares? And it's like, so if you're not Christian or Baptist or this, like who cares? And it's like, who cares? Yeah. And so very much so people worship the industry like it, is something that is not and it's almost more so these labels need the bands more than the bands need the labels anymore it's yep yeah completely yeah no one billion percent i think at at their this whole entire conversation it's that and i i literally have zero zero shade against better noise i've i i really don't even care about about revival anymore like they did what they did because they could you know and they and they did they helped but again this whole entire situation is just because i I haven't given up you know and and our conversation today with this whole podcast is this is what we're trying to do and and you know both of us are just trying to survive and create art and create what we love and be performers and do what we you know and you're you've been lucky where you you've 
started a multiple, you know, you've, you have different businesses and sources of income, you know, which is great for me. I just wasn't there yet. And I'm still not there yet for me. I need my taste at least once. Right. Cause you've right. done like a lot of like big time touring, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like you have, like, I would be happy. Like if, if, if I was in your shoes and I'd have, I'd have a successful like knife business, like you do, I'd be like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> like, I don't need this anymore. Like I, I did my band thing, you know, because I think you guys successful. I think yeah. you've done great. I think you guys have done some killer tours, you know, and for TFP, we've never give, we've never had the shot. We've mm-hmm. never had our shot. And that, it was always struck down. Mm-hmm. And that was like what I was saying earlier with me doing anything possible to get off the label. I was, I'm going to do whatever it takes until I feel like I've been given a proper opportunity, you know? Yeah. And yeah, definitely. It, Cause you got to feel at least like, well, we, I gave it the best chance it could possibly have. Like maybe my music just sucks and I can't get big, but at least yeah. we had the opportunity to try. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and cause exactly. at, at, at some point you do have to be like, okay, maybe, maybe our music's just not good or maybe I'm not as good of an artist as I think, but at of least course. it was put out there to a degree that we at least know that that's the reason now. <laughs> yes. Right. Completely. Completely. Yeah, and and I think as with this sound um, that you that you guys are doing right now, I think that there's a lot of potential, definitely, and especially with the theme because there's a lot of this this active rock stuff. To me, does not have like um, a, a young audience. I think that no, I think you guys have an image and energy that would allow you to be a young audience active rock band. Because yes. I would say Shine Down, I would say Shine Down, probably average listener thirty five to fifty, you know. Yep. Whereas yours would be like that, uh, the twenty to thirty five range, you know. And yep. I think that that I think that's very necessary, and so I think there's a lot of room for you guys to be able to to be able to have success that other bands might not because of your image and your age and your energy. And so I think there's a lot of opportunity that you have not yet missed because I think that your sound right now has more potential than the sound before. Yes. And I agree. Thank you. And thank you for that for real, because that's, Oh, I, I literally like, that's been our problem is, is I just feel like we just haven't gotten our shot. So let's at least just give it our shot, you know? Uh Yeah. And I, I think you're doing it exactly the way that has to be done in the modern world. And, um, you know, everyone should be watching what you're doing. I'm even telling other bands about what you're doing because they should be doing it too, including myself. And so, (laughs) yeah. And this is, this is a good conversation. It's nice to, yeah, it is nice to feel like, you know, I'm not the only one getting boned. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, and it's good. You're catch- definitely not. No, de- yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's good catching up and everything. And I'm, I'm glad that things are a positive direction and everything that you're doing right now. And I, th- I think you're doing it properly uh, and uh working your way in the modern world that's gonna work out in your favor for sure um but yeah i I appreciate you talking to me and everything man hell yeah well thanks for having me yeah and uh the funeral portrait on everything yep just 
type in the funeral portrait. It will take you, you know, 10 seconds to type the whole thing out. But, you know, it's, it, will, it will directly bring you to us or that Opeth song. So but <laughs> yep. click us there instead. You go. So. Yeah, and awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you, and I'm going to awesome. be, send me that record because I'm ready to listen to yep, it. Yep, I'm sending it to you. Perfect. All, All right, right, well, brother. I'll talk, I'll talk to, you to you later. Soon. Yep. All right, peace, dude. All right.